Partners are an extension of your marketing, sales, and support teams. Partners are an extension. When you realize they're an extension, so will your marketing teams, and they will then help and get part of the process. When your support and sales teams realize that, they're going to get partners more involved in everything else. It becomes a company event. Welcome to SaaS Connect, the SaaS Partnership Podcast, brought to you by the Cloud Software Association. Thank you, as always, to our podcast producers, content allies. They help B2B companies like you launch revenue-generating podcasts. They'll schedule interviews, produce the podcast, and promote it. Check them out at contentallies.com. So they'll tell a quick story, and we'll keep this on time, but uh, Digital Marketer Down Under, about a couple years ago, had a chance to present, and for the first 10 minutes, my slides didn't even come up. So we've already made it this far. So, And you can see my screen, which is obviously a benefit being that we're not on Zoom anymore. But once I get the clicker, we'll move on. But ultimately, what we're going to talk about today is could be considered, some in the partner world could consider this a little aggressive. We're going to talk about how to launch a partner program in four weeks. Now, keep in mind, my methodology of this is very different. It could be different than others. My methodology is just freaking get something out there. How are you supposed to do half of what you've been taught already without any data at all? So the first thing is just do it. Just get something out there. How do you make data-driven decisions without any data? Kind of impossible, right? So we're going to go over a quick intro, learn to walk. Hold up. My methodology, three Ps to channel, which I thought was funny. Zoom talked about the four. Program guide, executive alignment, and company presentation. And the final, like, what do you ask when you launch a partner program? And how do you get everybody bought in? Okay. So first and foremost, this is who I am. This is my why. We're going to talk about that, about that. But I've been in MarTech SaaS for the last 15 years. I've worked in built partner programs for a lot of companies alongside Brian Jambor with Keep and Infusionsoft, ActiveCampaign, Meripost. 10 years doing solely partnerships. Member of the Cloud Software Association and CEO of RevenueJump, my own personal side hustle, which I hope you all have if you don't. I launched Meripost partner program in three weeks. And I did that while building out an entire PRM, and we generated 1.3 million in the first year. So it's possible, okay? Family man, dangerous golfer, mostly houses and people in their backyards, and an RVer, and I make my own bacon. So does anybody else make bacon by chance? No? Only, only one? No? But you guys eat it, right? Well, you probably won't meet anybody else that's doing glamour shots with bacon either. So there's that. Awesome. So learn to walk. So the methodology today is really... The idea is like launch something, but how many of you have kids, right? Did they start walking on day one? No, right? So they had to learn to crawl on the walk, right? And it looks different. So this is the video of my son who's learning to crawl. He was learning to crawl, but he was doing an army crawl, right? And each crawling looks a little bit different. But the point is, you're not going to get it off the first try. You have to have iteration upon iteration upon iteration. But what we're going to talk about today is that when you launch it, your program's not done. When you launch it, basically what's going to happen is you're going to take the next three months and you're going to evaluate your data. You're going to take another three months, you're going to evaluate your data. You're going to make improvements on your partner program, step by step, baby steps, okay? So before you get into it, a couple things you want to know is like, stop and ask first. Do the people that you're working with or that you want to launch a program with or yourself, do you know what and why the company wants to launch a partner program? Do you understand why? Because if you don't have your why, then you're going to be lost the entire time. Nobody else is going to understand your why either. And they're not going to be able to find their why. What are the metrics? Some of the metrics I like to try to line up is new business, expansion, contraction, and churn. 
Those four can tell a story both on sourced and influenced. Who else should be included in the building of the partner program? This is important, and this will tie to executive buy-in when we talk about it. What reporting is in place to track results? Do you have executive support and expected results of that? If you talk to Crossbeam, it's going to take six months to get an agency up and running and selling your product. There are ways to speed that up. The why. If you guys take, if there's one thing you take from this presentation outside of my glamour shots with bacon, it is going to be the very first line here. Partners are an extension of your marketing, sales, and support teams. Partners are an extension. When you realize they're an extension, so will your marketing teams, and they will then help and, and get in part of the process. When your support and sales teams realize that, they're going to get partners more involved in everything else. It becomes a company event. In sales, we call this transfer of ownership. When I get the chance to put you as part of the program, it now becomes your program. So that's the idea behind it. And this ties into the ask. But partners evangelize, as you guys know. Partners open up markets, both regionally and also uh, specific niches or verticals. Partners allow us to land and expand. You saw this as an example with Active Campaign. Active Campaign opened an office in Australia. They already had like 500 partners and about 2 million in revenue. In EMEA, in Europe, when they opened that office in Ireland, they already had 1,000 or so partners and like 5 million in revenue. Partners allow you to accelerate growth, as you guys know, and increase your LTV while decreasing your cost of acquisition. And partners recruit partners through social sharing. When you do it right and you can create that cult-like following, that's what happens. Okay. Now, these are the why. These are the things that I talk about almost on a daily basis with my executive team as well as my sales team, success team, product team, all that kind of stuff. Now, the three Ps to channel, I keep it pretty simple. We start with profile. We then move to program and then people. And I completely agree. People is one thing that we don't talk about enough. There's tons of opportunity there to make people feel special and also to unlock hidden talents. But we're going to start off with profile. So the way that I find a partner profile is pretty simple, actually. IPP, I start with the ICP. So I, I literally spend days speaking with my customer success teams. Not my sales teams, my customer success teams. Who are they working with? Who are they talking to? Who's selling them services? All that kind of good stuff. Then I go to the who has the customers you want. This is just kind of your question to yourself. Who has the customers I want? If, if I'm an agency, I'm selling to dentists, who else is selling to dentists that I can go partner with and get referrals? It is that simple. And then do you offer services? If you don't, it's even better. Maripost, the company I worked for previously, didn't offer services. So it was easy for a customer or an agency, a partner to come in and say, I'll do your content. I'll build out your Maripost. I'll do blah, 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 your campaigns, whatever it may be. Fastest way to find partners is talking to your success team. As you can tell, I put that on there twice. It's intentional. Go talk to your success teams. They know who they're working with, who they're integrating with. You will find the beginning of your IPP, your ideal partner profile, when you dig into your customer base. Again, I'm, you, kind of get a, you can kind of see a trend here. The goal is not to complete your partner profile. It is to find 50% and the direction to go. Once you've, and, and I think I said in another slide, so I'll ruin it for it, but once you, once you feel that your program is finished, so are you. Your program should be evolving every six months, just like the world is evolving. If the partner programs are the same pre-pandemic to pandemic, it would, like, you wouldn't have a partner program anymore. So here's the example with Maripost. Launched in three weeks, how dug in our customer base, which I talked about. The big, I won't go through everything here, outside of number five, which is we did 1.3 million in the first year with 80% of that coming from warm referrals through trusted advisors. When I went into this, I had a preconceived notion. I've been doing it for long enough that I'm like, I love agencies. They're going to be going to kill it on this. 
Within six months, I realized that trusted advisors were the ones that were generating all of revenue. So what I did is I hired somebody to handle the trusted advisor piece of the pie so I could focus on integrations and agencies, and so I could ramp that piece of the pie. So I moved a headcount where it needed to be to ex continue to accelerate growth, but I would have been totally wrong if the Ross, the CEO, said, what do you think is going to happen? I'm like, the agency is going to kill. They're going to be 60 70% of our revenues. I've been totally wrong. And that's the cool part about it is you just throw something out there, you put some time and effort into it, and you see what starts to hit. And then six months in, six months was my mark to then say, reevaluate. And I went and focused heavily on agencies and why we're losing there. And it's not because they weren't up and running. It was because we had certain things that weren't in place that the agencies were asking for. We weren't doing a great job of listening at the end of the day. So it's kind of like an interrogation, but a really kind one. Super nice, right? But just in sales, you ask a ton of questions. We call it the, the three levels of why or your motivation and all that kind of good stuff. Same concept is ask a ton of questions, get a ton of information about your customers, and you will then have the beginnings of your program. I'm also going to give you guys three quick tips that have nothing to do with my presentation per se, but it is partner related. Tip one. Use your email signature to drive partnerships. So I put this in my email signature. In addition, happen to know anybody we should partner with. Anytime I replied to an email, somebody would automatically reply with, oh, I don't know, or I do know some people, and I'd get partnerships out of this. It's the dumbest idea that works so well. So steal it. All right, so we've talked about profile, and then we're going to roll into program. So now that we kind of have an idea of what our profile looks like, we're going to start talking about the program. I like to look at it in very simplistic ways. I like to look at it based on impact. I'm a big fan of impact. And the impact that I look at is what program can make a marketing impact, what program can make a sales impact, and what program can make a success impact. So when you think about it that way, you think about from an extension, again, extension of our teams, an extension of our marketing team would be affiliate, referral partner, trusted advisor, strategic, sales could be, sales actually, as you're going to notice, I put agencies on both because they do help with churn. But agencies, resellers, I'm probably missing some up here. These are the ones I'm, I'm used to working with. Agencies, integrations, and now partner on success and the support side. Keep it simple for launch. You will dial it in. That's exactly what we've done at every program that I've ever worked on, even the ones that I've relaunched. Active Campaign, we relaunched it. And we dialed it in as we went. Once you assume your program is finished, so are you. But don't get crazy, okay? So the whole idea with this is, again, just keep it simple. Get something in place that you can monitor results. You can monitor your data that's coming in, who's doing what, when, where, and why. And if anybody can tell me after my presentation where that came from, I'll give you a high five. The other thing is don't reinvent the wheel. Now, I'm not saying your competitors are right, because a lot of them may not be right. But your competitors will give you some data to tell you are you on the right track potentially. In addition, your competitors will tell you who their partners are. That's an easy way to start. You'll steal their partners. Right? What programs do they have? Again, that doesn't mean they're right. Here's the example of ActiveCampaign. ActiveCampaign had three partner programs, affiliate. They had reseller, which we eventually changed to agencies with a really cool methodology, and integrations and app partners. They had a huge reseller network, like 10,000, and yet most of their revenue actually came from affiliates, surprisingly enough. The reseller program was built off of the way the partner transacted versus the profile type. So give an example. Resellers normally get a commission. They take on, as was mentioned earlier, they, they actually pay the bill, right? And then they charge the customer. I'm personally not a big fan of that model, mostly because I don't get to recognize all the revenue and I'm selfish. I like to recognize all the revenue. So I'm not a big fan of giving a discount. But with 
active campaign, they already had it. So what we had, but what we had to do is nobody understood who partners were and what they did. So it was our opportunity to teach that. So what we did is we educate them on who our partners were, and then we created a methodology where we actually took the, we hunted and went through our entire database of affiliates and, and agencies, and we realized there's a crap ton of agencies sitting in affiliate. And the reason why, and the, there's, th these are agencies I've worked with at other organizations that are killing it, selling like crazy. But they're not an active campaign. The reason why is because they weren't an affiliate. But that's the program they're in. It was based on a transaction. If they took the billing on, they were a reseller. It wasn't based on a profile type. It wasn't based on the IPP. And so we changed that. We basically created a program where the customer, where the partner could pick. This customer I like. I will take on the billing and I will then build and then active campaign will build. This customer, they might be a pain in the ass, so I'm gonna go ahead and have active campaign build them. But they got to choose. Super cool and innovative product program that generated 300K in the first month. But we had data because something was launched, right? Again, that's the idea behind it. Another tip, an interesting way to find partners is look on Twitter and other social platforms for your competitors. Unfortunately, agencies talk crap. Other partners talk crap. And a lot of times they go to social to do so. It's an easy way for you to find a partner. Now, it is, it's a rebound. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's not. But we've found some really good partners that way. So it's not always you want to like pick them up when they're pissed off, but it works. All right, so program guide. The program guide is a very simple product. You probably won't play the video, so and again, I can share all this with you guys. But the program guide is an easy way for you to simplify the tiering and what your programs are, both external and internal. And it's very simple. As you can sort of see here, this is the agency program, and you can see the benefits on the left column, and then you have the tiering on the other columns. So we created two to three paths for Mariposa. This is the one I launched in three weeks. We understood what our ICP was. We pre-built some content. Now, when I say pre-built content, I'm talking stuff we are to give sales. Like, I'm not creating anything new for our partners. And the reason why is because I don't know anything. So if I go and I build out a bunch of these materials and say, hey, partners, here you go, you know what happens? They use none of it because they're not asking for it, they don't need it. So I launch a program, I give them the PowerPoint for the sales presentations and everything that I give my sales and SDR team, I give to my partners. Six months in, three months in, they're like, hey, we could use this, we would like this. That's when I build out material. Otherwise, it's a complete waste of my time. And then on top of that, I get my marketing team to build a bunch of the materials and none of them use it. Boom, you've lost your marketing team. Ways to get quick wins, email to their list that you wrote that they just have to tweak that includes affiliate links. I prescribe like crazy. And if you were using a word that you wanted in your partner programs, prescribe, prescribe. Partners don't want to reinvent the wheel, nor do they want to just do everything over and over again. So there's some things you can give them, which is a simple announcement email. As soon as they became a partner, I gave them an email that said, hey, I'm excited to announce I am a partner of Meripost or Sendosa or whatever it may be. And I gave them a little tagline. I told them to customize it. And I said, go please post this on LinkedIn or wherever you were. And we got partners to do that, which drove our brand and my partner program which allowed it to grow extremely fast. People, one of the most common mistakes I see, well actually I'll go through this first, there's partner enablement, partner managers, partner recruiters, and tech partners. I'll ask the audience, who do you hire first? Brand new program, who's your first headcount? One, two, three, or four? Anybody? You're not gonna get in trouble. Number two? Anybody else? Three? Okay. I would hire number one. And here's why. I can do the selling. I've been doing this for a long time. I can be the partner manager, no problem. 
What I can't do though is onboard and enable my partners and understand what they need. So the first thing I do, that's the reason why you have, that's the reason why companies have 10,000 partners and 1,000 of them are active. It's because they hire a partner manager first. Again, my, my own personal opinion, but a, a onboarding enablement person will help you build out your onboarding process from the ground up. They'll also recreate and relaunch an onboarding process. They will also enable all of your inactive partners and do one-to-many webinars and way more while you do the partner manager and drive revenue. Okay, so that's the reason why I do it that way. But again, it's you're up to you and your preference. At Maripost, I did not follow this, by the way, so I went against my own methodology. 300 partners in six months. We only had one headcount. I hired someone with a partner recruiting background. They talked about it today. It's like, what kind of background do you look for in somebody? I love it if they have partner recruitment background. And the reason why is I can teach them how to be a partner manager, but to have the conversation on selling the partnership is going to be a little bit more difficult. So I love it if they have any partner background or if they have partner enablement background. Some of those make the best partner managers, sales managers. So something to consider. Biggest mistake I've seen, and we just talked about this, so I'll skip forward on that. And then the third tip, and this is not a pitch for PartnerStack, although I do love them because they helped me launch my program in three weeks. They have a massive network, and most PRMs have a massive network of partners. Why would you not partner with them? Why would you not partner with, try to partner with any of the systems that you use? So for some reason, we don't think about it like, oh, we use HubSpot. Well, why aren't we partnering with HubSpot? We use Salesforce. Why aren't we trying to, no, nobody partners with Salesforce, but you get the idea, right? Is, and we use Crossbeam as well. But the, the whole purpose is we got, we ended up getting, I think, like over 100 partners in like the first month just by opening ourselves up to the marketplace. Now, are they all like going to kill it and sell a bunch of deals? No. But there are some needles in the haystack that we were able to find that drove a crap ton of traffic to our website. Okay, So there are needles in the haystack, but leverage your partnerships. Think about it. Think outside the box a little bit than just the, the standard way of doing it. Executive alignment. How do you get executive alignment? How many people struggle with executive alignment? I'm surprised everybody's hands don't go. Yeah. Part of that is the why. Part of that is you know, the way that we explain it. But... The other piece is we have a program that's already created or we create the program. As soon as I get my boss involved in the process of creating that program, guess what? It is how his program. As soon as I get other people involved in the program, it is now their program, not mine. So I can ask them for things. Executives are just the beginning, though. Executives are great because they are in front of a lot of people and they get, usually have a lot of traction. They have a large database of people that they're connected with. So it's easy to gain traction there. And my ask is not a ton, and we'll go over the ask. But now is when you want to tap into the network and go for the ask. Get as many executives to meet your partners as well. If I can, I try to meet them face-to-face. As soon as I can, get a partner and executive meet face-to-face, because now it changes the dynamic. Okay, We did this at Active Campaign. It was a massive hit. So just literally this week, Chris, our CEO, sent me a message on Slack and said, hey, they just got 93 million. They look like a really good potential partner. We should partner with them. Hell yeah. By the way, we're already partners with them. But either way, it doesn't matter. The habit is there. Them doing it for us and thinking that way, it's there. A lot of the executives are on LinkedIn and they're floating around. So what I ask them is, hey, when you're there, if you see anybody, pass them over. All you have to do is send me the, the LinkedIn URL. That's it. You don't have to do a connection. You don't have to do anything else. Okay. And we're coming to the end here, and this is where I found to be the most success. It's within about a week of launch, 
I will go through and create a simple presentation and I will present to the entire organization. And the entire organization is why partnerships, Again, don't overdo this, but again, if you don't know your why and why this is, why this is happening and, and the impact the partners have on the business, then it's futile. Partner groups, so you, you help them understand who are your IPPs, so that program guide internal, so they get to see who are your partners and what's the program, how do they get paid, all that kind of good stuff. And then predictive partner impacts. Hey, by the way, sales, how does this impact you? Marketing, how does this impact you? So on and so forth. And how does marketing and sales get involved? If you happen to have any deals that have already been closed with a partner in sales, use the crap out of that. Every time I get a, uh, an opportunity to speak in front of the sales team, I pull in front I, or the company, I pull a sales team or I pull somebody from success and say, hey, we had a scenario where a partner helped you save this customer. Can you talk about that? Right? Use those examples. The ask. And it's going to be hard to see, but I'm happy to send this to you. I'll give you a way to connect with me at the end. The ask is super simple. I create a pre-built content. I'm not even a copywriter, so we all know this sucks, but the point is, it's pretty simple. Big announcement, company, Sendoso has officially and finally launched after five years, three partner programs targeted helping your tagline. All they have to do is copy and paste this. How many marketing teams already do this anyways, right? A lot do. So you give them this, you say, hey, please send this out to all of your social networks, and if you want to run a SPIP, you can. Hey, I'll give you five bucks or whatever it may be. The second thing is I ask them to listen and watch. Hey, you're on LinkedIn. While you're there, if you happen to see anybody that could be or should be a partner, send me the URL. That's all I ask. I don't ask you to do anything else but copy and paste that and drop it. And then the last one, be an evangelist for our partners. When you see them post stuff, when you see the company post stuff, reshare it. Partners are an extension of our teams, and everybody's job is to generate revenue and grow the partner program. But just keep it simple. Again, and also do it. Shia LaBeouf said to do it. And that's how we connect. So, and that's it. Thank you, guys. If you like this and want more great insights on software partnerships, you've got to rate, like, and subscribe. And join us at thecloudsoftwareassociation.com. Thank you, as always, to our podcast producers, content allies. They help B2B companies like you launch revenue-generating podcasts. They'll schedule interviews, produce the podcast, and promote it. Check them out at contentallies.com. We'll see you on the next episode.